0: What's up y'all? Hey, here's my opening question for tonight. Has anybody ever made out in a car before? Oh, okay, see so a few hands. Don't, okay, you can raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Here's why I'm bringing this up. We're talking about dating tonight, and I actually want to spend a few minutes on why the automobile actually changed the history of how we think through modern dating today. Because back in ancient culture, back until like the 1800s, um, the typical form for people to end up in a relationship was arranged marriages. I know some of you are thinking, man, that would be way easier if somebody could... <laughs> Right, so arranged marriages was the modern form. So that happened, was prevalent even, uh, even up until the United States. You got to the late 1800s and here's what happened. Um, people wanted to start marrying, this is ridiculous, for love and romance. Because in arranged marriages, you have it for like social status or financial security. So families would like arrange these deals and then people would get married. But now young adults wanted more agency. So the way that that happened was they did something called calling or maybe you've heard it called courtship. See, what happened was um, these uh, female families with the, the young adult female that was there, and they would put out a call to an eligible bachelor, a young adult suitor, put out a call. So the ladies would actually initiate this one. So then he would come over to the family's house and he would be there in their parlor or he would be there in the front porch, just spending time with the family, getting to know the daughter as they were eval- everyone's evaluating character and evaluating values. So now, now you get to the early 1900s, and here's what happened. Cities around the United States start blowing up, right? And as cities are blowing up, restaurants, dance halls, movie theaters are becoming way more popular, as well as you get to the 1930s. Now the, here's going back to my question earlier, the automobile. What happened was where dudes would go to the girl's house and spend time with her and her family, now they're like, that's boring. You know what's way more fun? Taking her away from family so we can go out and we can have fun and we can have a good time, right? So now where dates were no longer around uh, identifying values or character, now dates were all about having fun, spending money, and being seen. And that's really where around the 1900s, the word dating was first used in the 1914, to illustrate this principle of people going out just to have a good time. So now, take years and years and decades of that, and now you get to the 70s, and what happens in the 70s? You have birth control, right? You have um, abortion rights, and you have no-fault divorce. Essentially, culturally, what's happening is people are living life, because you can imagine what's happening in cars, right? you can imagine, doubt uh, that you've ever experienced this. You can imagine then what's happening outside of the home, right? So now essentially, culturally, what's happening is you, we have um, consequence-free sex and dating relationships where they no longer carry the weight um, that they once had. And now you get to the 2000s and all of this leads inevitably, and you've experienced this or at least I've heard about it, where we find ourselves today is hookup culture. You guys know hookup culture? I've been a few head nods. Yep, yep, yep. So here's hookup culture. Hookup culture is essentially um, a a simple sexual act where a relationship is no longer even required to uh, to hook up with someone. See, what's happening is young people, they're like, man, dating's really hard. Like you have to communicate, you have to make a plan, you have to spend money, you have to deal with somebody that's different. Let's avoid all, that was goner. Let's avoid, I was like, is that a metaphor? No, my water bottle just dropped. (laughs) So let's avoid all of, li- all of this, let's just go straight to sex. It's way easier that way, right? So imagine this, imagine now t- you take a hookup culture today, like you're on the apps, or you're just out at a bar, or at a club, and then you meet somebody, and then you start playing this game. And the game is, how long until we hook up? Is it gonna be like 10 minutes? 15 minutes, an hour, maybe the next day, right? It's this whole hookup game that starts getting played, right? And after you hook up, you may want to start dating or not, but figuring that out comes after the hookup. And now you're like, man, well, strangers are difficult to get to know. What if I just do this with friends, right? And you've heard this, it's called friends with Friends with benefits, right? Essentially, it's saying, man, even meeting strangers is difficult. Let me just do this with people that I already know and just hook up and we don't have to call it a thing and we don't have to have a relationship. And that's the culture that we find ourselves in today. And for me, hookup culture is weird because you'll have sex with someone, but you're not sure if you're ready to hold hands yet. If you're laughing, you know it's real, right? Isn't that that true? Right? Like sex is this thing, but holding hands. Well, I'm not ready for a relationship yet. Let's, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right? Relationships and sex become very two different things. Okay. Now the entire time this is happening, right? So that's where culture is. That's what's happening in culture. Here's what the, the righteous judgmental people in church wearing suits and long dresses. Here's what's happening. They're looking at culture. They're looking at people participating hookup culture with binoculars judging them, right? And saying, look at those sinners over there. See, out of reaction to hookup culture because something that the church started, and maybe if you didn't experience hookup culture, you experienced this. It's called purity culture. Purity culture came as a response to hookup culture. And purity culture is this, is that you want to remain pure, that you want to avoid hooking up um, in culture and that and culturally dating equals sex. So in order to avoid sex, which is a good thing, which I would agree if you're not married, right? In order to avoid sex, um, you need to not date. So let's avoid dating as a whole because dating is gonna to lead to sex. So there comes the purity movement, the most popular one being true love waits, where people are signing purity pledges, where people are putting on purity rings, uh, Here's a pop quiz for you. What do Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, the Jonas Brothers, and Selena Gomez all have in common? Disney Channel? They, uh, D- Disney Channel. <laughs> close, close. <laughs> <laughs> close, Disney Channel was close, right? But it's purity rings. They all wore purity rings and committed to this purity pledge. And we all know how that worked out. Um, So there's this really popular book that comes out also in the late 90s. And if you grew up in church, your youth pastor definitely read this book. It's called I Kiss Dating Goodbye, where the whole premise of the book is don't date and don't go on dates. Don't kiss before marriage and don't give your heart away. So overall, with purity culture, here's what it did, right? And for many of us who grew up in this, um, it instilled fear of making mistakes or having your heart broken. If you grew up in purity culture, now relationships, there's a fear of making mistakes and or having your heart broken. In addition, what it did is this. If you follow the rules and you remain pure, you are guaranteed to an amazing marriage and an amazing sex life and marriage, and all of your wildest dreams will come true. Okay, why am I talking about purity culture and hookup culture? Here's why. Because my suspicion— is that for all of us in this room? For most of us in this room, we have either been consciously or unconsciously influenced by hookup culture and or purity culture. Everyone coming into this room has been influenced subconsciously or consciously by hookup culture or purity culture, or maybe it's a little bit of both, right? So that's my story. So for me, I grew up in purity culture. I was like, I just want to be pure, and then that didn't really work out the way that I thought it would. So I was like, all right, if that doesn't work, kind of give up, throw out my hands. And then I ventured into hookup culture where I still experienced even more heartache and even more devastation than it did when I was in purity culture. So, Um, And with coming from hookup culture or purity culture, last week we talked about marriage, and this is why this is so important to me, Um, because both hookup culture and purity culture use marriage as an anchor to make decisions, Based and you may or may not be aware of it. See, people in hookup culture, they look at marriage, and they say, not yet or never, and then we'll venture into hookups and relationships in that way. And maybe even, especially, this is especially true if you're younger, um, marriage is for people that are later, for older people or for the old people. I'm just here to have fun. I'm just here to have a good time, you know, and I'm kind of doing my thing here, right? So marriage is not even a consideration in regard to dating. You date for fun and for sex, Right? Now, if you come from a purity culture background, the entire point of dating is to get married, not going on dates with people, and you're not gonna go on dates with people that are not marriage material. And this is why when we talk about dating, this is a little bit difficult for me, because in one sense, I wanna try to give you a really healthy view to think about dating, but it's also difficult to correct your way of thinking about dating, knowing that we have two very extremes that are both sitting in this room today. Does this make sense? So here's what I want to do. I don't think hookup culture is going to lead to your flourishing. I also don't think purity culture is going to lead to your flourishing. I want to offer you a third option. I want to offer you healthy Christian dating. And now, as I offer you healthy Christian dating, for me and my own story, it was uh, incredibly messy and unclear. And maybe even as you're thinking through healthy Christian dating, the feelings that you're feeling right now are full of anxiety or maybe full of exhaustion of nothing's working out. So I want to challenge both views of purity culture and hookup culture, and I want to offer you something better. So in order to do that, we're going to look at one verse. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It'll be on the screens as well. We're going to look at one verse and then we're going to answer three questions. The first question is what or it's we're going to answer three questions of what, who, and how. What, who, and how? What is dating, who to date, and how to date. All right? Is that fair? Can we do that tonight? Okay, you guys with me? Okay, let's do this. All right, so we're going to look at one verse, First Corinthians chapter 14, 33. And that's actually not even true. We're going to look at half a verse. 1 Corinthians 33a, that's what they call it. Um, it's this, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. So as we consider healthy Christian dating, the mindset is this. It's not confusion, it's clarity. The number one thing that causes devastation, regardless if you're coming from a purity culture background or a hookup culture background, is clarity. So as we think through healthy Christian dating, I want us to consider what does it look like to be clear, right? Have you ever uh, dated somebody that was unclear? Okay. And don't, you don't need to elbow your neighbor, right? It's cool. It's cool. So the way that we avoid confusion is through clarity. So here's what I want to do. As we answer the three questions, as your pastor, here's what I want to try to be as helpful as possible. And with what I'm saying, you can take what's helpful. You can leave what's not helpful. What's informing what I'm about to say is the totality of Scripture Um, consulting way smarter, wiser dating experts than me, um, and my own experience, both in the good and the bad. So taking all those three things together, I want us to tackle the three questions around what is dating, um, who to date, and how to date. And as we get to how to date, we're going to end with 14 practical tips on how to date. Yes, 14. You heard me correct. I tried to condense it. I could not because each point is really helpful. So we're going to do that as best as we can. So number one, what is dating? what is dating? Well, on the screen behind me here, you see that um, biblically, um, there's really no mention of dating. There's two main categories, which is singleness and marriage. And as we talked about last week, both singleness and marriage is a gift that God gives to us. So if you're single, that's amazing. Singleness can lead to human flourishing. We're going to talk more about that in a couple weeks. If you're married, married, marriage is difficult, and it's also a gift right? Now, biblically, there's also a third category, which is before marriage. It's called engagement. It's called betrothal in your scriptures. So this is a preparation before um, you get married. So now, essentially, we have confusing, complex, no man's land between singleness and engagement, right? So here's what I want to offer. I don't want to offer one category of dating. I want to offer you two categories of dating, And let me offer you two categories of dating. It's this. It's first dates and exclusive dating. First dates and exclusive dating. And this is where most of the confusion comes in when people talk about dating, because they'll talk about dating, talking about first dates, and talking about exclusive dating using the same language of dating. And I think it's unhelpful, because... And a healthy way to think through first dates and a healthy way to think through exclusive dating are different. There's similarities, but there's also differences. So tonight, I'm only going to talk about first dates. And next week, I'm gonna talk about exclusive dating, right? So exclusive dating, you'll wanna stick around for that if that's you or that's where you wanna get to. But tonight is all about first dates. And as we think through first dates and exclusive, well, really first dates, here's red flag number one. I don't have my red flag prop, but red flag number one. Confusing first dates with marriage is red flag number one. Confusing first dates with marriage. What do I mean by that? I mean, people coming from hookup culture will do acts that are reserved for marriage on first dates. Does this make sense? Do I need to elaborate? Not yet? Okay. People that will confuse, people coming from hookup culture will have a tendency to do acts that are reserved for marriage. I'm on first dates, but on the flip side, what about people that are coming from a purity background, purity culture background? You will not go on first dates with people unless they are marriage material. Do you see how far in the diagram marriage is away from first dates? So there is a tendency in us to not even go on first dates with people unless we know that we could marry them. But my, and even like the most staunchest, like don't date unless you're going to get married, right? Even the most staunchest people are like, yeah, but you kind of have to go on dates to get to know somebody, right? So it's like, which one is it? So regardless of um, how marriage fits into dating, which there is a relationship, um, I want to free us from the idea that you have to decide if you're going to marry somebody before you even go on a first date with them, right? Um, so dating expert Henry Cloud, my boy, he says this. He says, one of the first steps people need to be cured of is thinking that the purpose of dating is to find a marriage partner. This is often a result, obviously, dating is as much about learning what you need and want and how you need to grow and change as it is about finding the right person. I'm going to let that sit because some of you immediately are like, I disagree. That's okay. I'm just putting this in front of you, right? So the purpose of dating, I mean, really, I would say even more helpful is first dates. The purpose of first dates is about learning what you need, to, what you need and want and how you need to grow and change as it is about finding the right person. I actually had the opportunity earlier this year to meet Henry Cloud. I have a picture here. Y'all, look at pure joy on my face. Do y'all see this? Okay. If only somebody could look at my wife, Lauren, the way that I look at Dr. Henry Cloud. <laughs> pure joy. It was incredible. I love that moment. So I want to go back to the faces of dating here. And here's what Henry Cloud says. He says, really, there's only two problems in dating. He says, the problems in dating are this. Problem number one is not getting dates in the first place. And problem number two is you don't like the dates that you're getting. Problem number one, not getting dates in the first place. And problem number two is you don't like any of the dates that you're getting. And here's red flag number two is, as we see this here, is assuming exclusivity on the first dates. Red flag number two is assuming exclusivity on the first date. There's a process for exclusivity. There's a purpose for exclusivity. We'll talk about that next week. But I want to zero in on what actually is first dates and how to have um, healthy first dates. So here's, So most of us in this room or all of us are born single. We all know this. And even for people that are married, there had to be a first date or, or even a moving through the phases of relationships. So you see within each phase, there's a line up and down. Y'all see this? Okay, each line represents a question. So there's a question that you need to answer to move from one phase to another phase. And that's where I'm saying about how we want to be Uh, um, God's a God of clarity and not a God of confusion because it's really helpful to get clarity as you're moving from one phase to another phase and make sure that we keep first dates and exclusive dating as separate things. So here's the question to go from singleness to first dates is this. It's a question of who? If I'm single and I desire dating or desire marriage, who do I want to go on first dates with? And as I'm asking the question of who, some of you, were all going to answer this question a little bit differently because really the question, the question underneath the question is, how well do I need to get to know somebody before I agree to go on a first date with them? Some of us are going to say, I need to know somebody incredibly well. I need to like trust them. I need to to know that they're marriage material. I I need to know that they're pursuing me. I know that they're going to be a spiritual leader to my heart before I even consider going on a first date with them. That's a lot of pressure for a first date. That's a lot to get to know before you even go on a first date. Now, ideally, I will admit this, ideally, we, um, going on first dates with safe Christian friends is amazing, right? If you're able to do that, do that. Going on first dates with safe Christian friends is absolutely incredible. If you don't know what safe Christian friends are, go back, YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and go back and listen to part one of this message. But um, if if you don't have base ca- best case scenario or only operating out of best case scenario, um, what happens is we will operate out of not allowing ourselves to get to know potentially great people that we just need more time to get to know them. So here's my answer to who, who to go on first dates with, um, anybody you would feel a base level of safety around anybody you would feel a base level of safety around is somebody that um, I would argue would be a good option to consider going on a first date with, right? So if you're struggling or if you're not going on first dates, problem number one, um, not going on first dates in the first place. Um, If you're someone that's not going on first dates, I would ask, hey, who are you open to going on first dates with? Is it like Mr. Varsity superstar that has nothing wrong? right? Or Mrs. Mrs. Amazing, Fantastic, that's absolutely incredible and has no imperfections. Okay, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. That person doesn't exist, right? So that's who. So who to go on first dates with? Anybody you would feel a base level of safety around. Now now we get to question number three, and this is how we're going to spend the rest of our time, is how. How to go on first dates, right? Then I want to give you 14 you heard me right, 14 practical tips on first dates. Um, Numbers two, three, four, and five, I need to spend a little more time on. Number one, and then the rest, we're just going to fly through this. Is that okay? Can we do this? Okay, come on. 14 practical tips on first dates. Tip number one, don't go on first dates if you don't have safe Christian friends. Tip number one, don't go on first dates if you don't have safe Christian friends. If you don't know what that is, again, go back and listen to part one. Number two, uh uh-oh, some of you are not gonna like this one, but I'm ready for it. Don't blame others for your lack of dates. Don't blame others for your lack of dates, right? What do I mean by that? I mean, some of us will have a tendency to say, man, there's just no good men in Orlando. Or there's just no good women in Orlando. Or man, all like the spiritual ones are so boring, and all the attractive ones are like unstable. <laughs> or hey, there's not there's not enough good women out there, right? I'm up here, like I have a good job, I make good money, and all the women they don't even touch my standard. One, humble, humble yourself, all right? <laughs> right? But here, but here's the idea. It's on your screen here. Um, dating is an active process that you are responsible for. Dating is an active process that you're responsible for. In reality, it's true. See, some of us feel like they're slim pickings. There's actually a book that I was told about, uh, it's called data and it actually says a lot of the East coast cities, there's a disparity um, between men and women. So, um, women, you're not wrong. They're slim pickings, right? Comparatively. So if you feel that way, it's cause it's true, but that's still, that's still not an excuse it's for everybody because dating is an active process that you're responsible for. Right? Um, I, I was talking to someone earlier. They're like, man, dating feels like I'm just going on job interviews. You guys feel that way? It's not an application, right? Go on indeed. Um, I e hinge, right? Same thing. <laughs> you put out your application. You hopefully you can get an interview, talk to the rec- hiring manager, the recruiter, right? You get a meeting set up, you're there, you try to answer the questions well. So it almost feels like it's a career, but um, joking, not joking, the same, if you desire marriage, if you desire dating in the process to leading toward marriage, um, the same level of energy and effort that you would put into getting a new job, if you're single, and you desire marriage is the same level of energy that's required to really pursue dating in a romantic way. Now, sometimes it's like, but what about that person? They had like, you know, like that meet cute where like they just went to the grocery store, wasn't thinking about it. And they both like went for the salami at the same time, hands touched. It was amazing. Okay. That relationship doesn't exist. It's not real. There are exceptions to the rule, but the general rule is it's going to require energy and it's going to require effort in order to go on dates with people, right? So it almost, and with that process, right, um, you're going to have bad dates and that's okay. You're going to have bad dates and that's okay. See, and here's what happens. Um, Single people will often judge other single people that are putting a lot of activity and energy into going on dates. Right? They're like, man, that person's thirsty. Man, that person is like doing too much. They need to calm down. God will provide them somebody in God's timing. They need to calm down. Uh uh Uh-oh. 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 Here's who doesn't say that. Married people. You know why? Because married people understand, for the most part, again, there are exceptions, but for the most part, the energy and the activity that's required to get dates. So if you're someone that is struggling getting first dates, I'm going to help you in a second. But first, it's we need to acknowledge that we cannot blame our circumstances for us um, not getting dates. Does that make sense? Okay. It's real quiet. Okay. I'll move on. I'm sorry. Y'all did not like that one. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I will not read to you Proverbs 13, 4, then that says, lazy people want much, but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. I won't read you that. Um, that uh, don't be lazy in dating and think that the problem is the lack of good ones out there. Just reading for my notes now. Uh, okay. Thinking that, man, um, for some of us, unless you think that the Amazon Prime delivery person is somebody you're going to marry... You're going to have to put a little bit of energy into it. Okay. Okay. So if you want first dates, uh, we're having a good time. If you want first dates, it's going to be hard work and in t- some pain. Number three is this. Be, let, me, so let, me, let me help you. Number three, be consistently meeting people and developing friendships. Be consistently meeting people and developing friendships. Let me give you a list. Uh, church. Um, telling your friends you're open to first dates and ask you to set them up. Um, attending events. Going to parties of all types, joining organization activities related to your interest, throwing parties, starting something, going, to, going with friends to singles events, um, exercising or going to the gym where people are, taking a class, or joining your coworker when they go, when they go out. And here's the last one um, getting on the apps. Uh oh. You guys do this? Do you never do this? Don't worry. Okay. So here's what, So using, using the apps, you have to use so much wisdom. And there are um, various types, some more helpful than other people. But, um, so I'm here to say it is per, I think meeting in person is ideal. I'm going to say that. Those are my cards. But I think using apps is permissible if you're communicating well and using wisdom with your safe Christian friends. That can also be an opportunity to meet people. But my challenge to you is if you have not met anybody new, In the last three weeks, um, how do you expect to ask somebody out or to be asked out? Some of us, we have the same traffic patterns. We're, we're just in the same, meeting the same people over and over and over and over again. And we've already thought through if, if we want to ask them out or if they want to ask us out, and all those options are there. So if you haven't met anybody new in the last three weeks, um, I would encourage you do new places. Literally change your foot patterns to go to new places to meet new people as you're communicating with your safe Christian friends. Um, so, do you, so the question is now okay, well, should I focus on deepening my safe Christian friendships or should I focus on meeting new people? Y'all feel the tension? What's the answer? Yes, we're great. Good job, y'all, good job. The answer is both. Number four, ask people out and make yourself available to be asked out ask people out and make yourself available to be asked out. Right? So I mentioned hookup culture and purity culture. Let me mention a third category. You're not going to like this one. Video game culture (laughs) (laughs) or fear of rejection culture or staying home and not going out and not even considering dating or asking, being asking anyone out or being asked out culture. See, some of us, there's so much going on within us um, that we just have to be aware of what's preventing ourselves from putting ourselves out there. So yes, there's a purity culture, and yes, there's a hookup culture, but I also want to challenge, there's also a a um, complete inaction when it comes to dating culture as well that we need to guard against, right? So we need to ask people out, and we need to make ourselves available to be asked out, right? And uh, we say this around here, it's two things. One, shoot your shot and don't play hard to get. Shoot your shot and don't play hard again. So shoot your shot. You get one ask to ask somebody if they want to go out. We'll talk about that in a second. You get one ask. If they say no, you move on. If they say no and you ask them again, now you're harassing them. Don't do that. Shoot your shot, get one ask, and free. And um, as you cultivate asking people out, you're going to be even stronger in asking people out. And as you cultivate the muscle in being asked out, then you're going to get even more uh, being asked out. It's, it's how that works, right? And um, don't play hard again. If you want to say yes, say yes. If you want to say no, say no. Um, don't say no, but ask me later. That's not a great way to operate, right? Say yes or say no. And here's a great way to say no. It's this. Um, I'm honored, but no thank you, right? If somebody does not meet your base level of safety, spiritually, emotionally, physically, if somebody's a complete stranger and it's, that you just don't even know where they're coming from, say, I'm honored, but no thank you. It's a great way to say no whenever somebody asks you out. See, and if everyone is saying no, if you're asking people out and everyone is saying no, then you need to stop asking people out and you need to ask your safe Christian friends why everyone's saying no to you. It's possible the reason everyone is saying no to you is because there's an unawareness to your level of, sa- to you being a safe person, and I would encourage you to, to go back and listen to message one uh, and to process that with your, uh, with your life group, right? And as you're asking people out, um, at least voice to voice, at least voice to voice, pick up the phone, call, in person's great, right? We were talking earlier, and it's always really funny uh, whenever, like, you're there in person, and like, you know, the ask is coming and then it's like kind of awkward and then you're just like, but you, you kind of like want it to happen or expecting it to happen. You're going to say yes. Right. And then it's like, you're just kind of waiting for it. And, <laughs> and then they're like, man, so, uh, and they, they're talking about like everything else. That's not just asking you out. Right. You've all experienced this. Hey, look, the more, that you, the more that we can just build a healthy healthy culture, the more that just, this becomes normative as people get to know each other in a really healthy, safe way. So number four, ask people out and make yourself available to be asked out. At least voice to voice, pick up the phone. Um, if you need to schedule a call, say hey, text, hey, can I call you later? And then you call later. Don't just text to ask. Okay, number five, clarity is kindness. Clarity is kindness. What do I mean by that? Hangouts versus dates. Uh-oh. Okay, do you guys... Who here loves being asked out to hang out and has no idea if it's a date or not? Anybody? Nobody, okay, that's great, that's great. Yeah, so look, if it's a date, call it a date. If you are trying to add in something more than just safe Christian friendships, just call it what it is, call it a date, right? So now, here's the question though, can you hang out one-on-one with a safe Christian friend? Yes, right, yes, absolutely. You can hang out one-on-one with a safe Christian friend, that's not a date, however, if you hang out a second time or you hang out repeatedly or you hang out with consistently, right? And then you're like, oh man, but they're my best friend. Like, no, they're your boyfriend. They're a girlfriend. Just call it what it is. Right? So if you're spending multiple times with someone, you're basically skipping over first dates and you're immediately moving into exclusivity, regardless of you or they know what's going on. I've had m- multiple of these conversations and now it's like, yeah, I don't want to be what we are anymore. And I'm like, you have not identified what you are. And they're like, I know, that's the problem. I'm Like, okay, well, let me call it what it is. Y- y- y'all are exclusive and now I need to break up. But we weren't even dating. Yes, you were, because you're spending a lot of time together, right? So, um, you can hang out one-on-one with a safe Christian friend, um, and, um, but hanging out with any sort of regularity that gets really tricky and really complex. And even if it's a hangout, right, or it were a date or not a date at any moment, if you need clarity, you ask for it. And here's a good line. Hey, I need some clarity. of What's going on. What's going on? Is this a date? Is this not a date? Like, Hey, can we go out to dinner? Like, yeah, is it a date? Like what's, what's going on here? If you need clarity, you ask for clarity. And if the person is unwilling to give clarity, um, that's, that probably breaches your level of safety, and then you just say no, right? Does that make sense? Okay. All right, number five, clarity is kindness, as well as um, it's normal that sometimes interest levels may not be the same, and that's just part of the dating process and what you have to navigate. Number six, be specific with your plans, Be specific with your plans. What do I mean? What do I mean by specificity? A date, time, and location. As you are asking someone out on the phone or in person, right? Um, Include or at least get the yes, and then you can. I'm okay with, and this is a rule in the weeds of much my opinion. um, I'm okay with coordinating logistics later, but get clarity before the day of of a date time, and location, right? Here's what's not good. Um, I'm free like Thursday when I get out of work. I'll just text you then. That's awful. Don't do that. Here's what's clarity. Hey, um, are you free? Here's this. Hey, are you free Thursday at seven o'clock at Hawkers um, on uh, Conroy? Yes or no, right? so much more. Hey, I was researching some places. I thought this may be a good place for us, and you research places. You could even give a couple options if you want, Um, but have specificity, have a plan, have a time um, with the specifics of your plan, as well as include food. Include food. Right? Now, does it need to be a three-course meal? No. Right? um, More than just, like, water from the water fountain, okay? Like... (laughs) include food. Okay. It can be, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive, but include food. Um, and dudes, you pay just dudes pay. Okay. Okay. Now you get to the, uh, meet there versus picking up. Um, that's, um, up to you. Um, if the trust is there, I think picking up can be a great option. If the trust is not there, especially on a first date, then it's way it's safer because you have a good exit plan to get in your car and leave. Um, uh, by just meeting, meeting there. Number seven, your friends should know you are going on a date. Uh oh, uh oh. Anybody loves secret dating; it's great. <laughs> your friends should know you are going on a date. Number eight, keep the date between one. Keep the first date between one and three hours. Keep the first date between one and three hours, or you can at least talk for an hour. Now, this is like, do not plan a three-hour date, right? But hey, hey, what's the plan? Well, I thought I was going to pick you up, and then we're going to drive to Coco. <laughs> and then we're going to get on a boat, and actually, there's this really cool, like, sandbar that I thought we could spend at and the boat's actually going to leave, so we're going to float out there for a couple hours, and then, no, 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 no. Uh, ha- your first date between one to three hours... Um, uh, here, and here's my reasoning why, disagree, disagree, here's my reasoning why. Um, if it goes on for longer than that, then there's a tendency for things to escalate more quickly than you actually want them to escalate. And there's a tendency to move into exclusivity way quicker than is actually comfortable and healthy to move into exclusivity. If it's meant to be, it's going to pass the time test. If a relationship is meant to be, if it's meant to move into exclusivity, it's going to pass the time test. So that's why I think the first date is amazing to keep between one and three hours. Number nine, keep the conversation 50-50. Y'all, I talk a lot. I don't know if y'all know this. Right? So I have a tendency to talk a lot when I'm with people, right? Even when I was going on dates with my wife, and even now with my wife, I have a tendency to talk a lot. Keep the conversation 50 50 where both people have an equal opportunity to get to ask questions and learn more about yourself. And maybe you're someone that has no idea what to talk about. Let me help you. It's called Ford Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. Family, Occupation, your job, recreation, and dreams. Here's not what to do. Here's a red flag. Do not talk about how your occupation is amazing and you make a lot of money and going to be able to provide for her as your wife. Don't do that. It's creepy. Don't do that. Don't do that. But you can talk about things that you do. You can talk about the things that you work on. Um, You can talk about your recreation. Guys, I know know I'm picking on the guys here. Um, More than likely, she is not interested in fishing or gaming or anime. More than likely, she's not interested in fishing or gaming or anything. Now, she might be, and just consider that an added bonus, if she is. But as you're talking about things, try, like, try to see things that you may be interested in, which is great. Um, I wouldn't lead with it, and I would try to find things where there can be common interest and not go off on a tangent around things that just don't create an interesting conversation, right? So ask questions. Try to find things that the other person is interested in, um, as well as dreams, like desires, wishes, future life goals. This is an incredible conversation. If you can get somebody talking about their dreams and future life goals, that's, those become really fun conversations conversations um, as you're trying to figure out where they're going in life and as, where you're going in life. Now, number 10, end well and no physical romance, but hugs are okay. End well, no physical romance, hugs are okay. Why? Because physical romance on the first date is the number one cause of confusion. Again, if it's meant to be, it's going to pass the time test. I'm not a you have to wait until Mary to kiss. That's not me, right? But I would say hold back as much as possible. Refrain from as much physical contact as possible on the first date and even the first few dates because there's always more opportunity later to add in more physical romance. We're going to talk about that more next week in exclusive dating, but end well, no physical romance. Um, And here's a pro tip. Here's a pro tip. At the end of the date, If you want to go out again, you say, Hey, I had a great time. Would you like to go out again? And allow the other person to say yes or say no. If they want to go out again, they'll know within 15 minutes if they want to go out again, it doesn't take long, right? So ask them, hey, I had a great time. Would you like to go out again? And that way it provides clarity even at the end of the date. And that way, um, you know, she's thinking, um, I'm assuming the guy's asking the girl that in that context. Um, she's think she's not wondering if she's going to hear back. She's not wondering if he's going to call, if he's going to text. She's left with so much more clarity and you can schedule a future date later. So you don't, you don't need to like get the next business deal right at the end of the, at the, end of the date, right? But at least, um, at least there's clarity on where the, where the, the two people are in the relationship. So number 10, end well, no physical romance, hugs are okay. Number 11, evaluate with your safe Christian friends. Evaluate the first date with your safe Christian friends. And you're evaluating the person, you're evaluating yourself, and you're evaluating the experiences. What did you like about the person? What did you not like? What did you learn about yourself? What anxieties came up? Um, What brought you alive as you were talking talking to this person? Um, Even the experiences, the activity that you did, did you like it, did you not, why or why not? Um, Did the activity, like, did it awaken something within you, right? So maybe you go on a a date with someone and they take you ice skating and you haven't been ice skating in like, since you were like seven, right? So now you'll go out ice skating and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Um, I don't want to go out with them again, but I would love to take up ice skating as a hobby, right? That's great. That's a win-win. Number 12, limit the first parentheses few, limit the first few dates to one to two per week. Limit the first few dates to one to two per week. Why? Again, if it's meant to be, it's going to pass the time test, right? If you start hanging out every single day and going on dates every single day for hours and hours and hours on end, basically, from, you became exclusive immediately, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to slow the process down in order to bring clarity in the evaluation process and not, start, and not bring confusion. So the way to bring clarity is slowing the process down, going on a date a week, at least for the first few dates, in order to figure out if you actually like what's going on. Number 13, use wisdom. All right, this is probably the most, y'all thought the first were controversial. This is the most controversial one right here. 13, use wisdom around first dates with multiple people at the same time. Use wisdom with multiple people, with, around first dates with multiple people at the same time. Here's what I mean. Um, um, some of us came from such a, like, thinking about first dates equals marriage, that then we start fantasizing over the person that we're on a first date with, and we basically become exclusive with them and marry them in our hearts um, before we even go on a first date. That's where some of us are coming from. So in that context, actually going on first dates with a few different people is helpful to start evaluating what you actually need um, in a spouse and learning more about yourself instead of just romanticizing and fantasizing over a single person that may, actually, may not actually be healthy for you. For others of you, um, it's incredibly unhelpful and not do that, right? Right? So because um, you'll like then you, cause you date in really unhealthy ways and you'll start doing that. And for uh, some of us who just are not able to navigate through that, but um, exclusivity is exclusivity for, this is my point I'm trying to make. Exclusivity is not exclusivity. So don't assume exclusivity in yourself and don't assume exclusivity in someone else as you're just going on a first date, right? So if somebody asks you out on a first date um, and you're going to go out on Friday, Just say yes, right, if you want to. Let's say somebody asks you out on the following, like, Wednesday, don't, if it's just the first date, um, feel permission, and this is why this is controversial, but feel permission to say yes to Wednesday as well, um, even though you said yes to Friday. Why? Because you're not in an exclusive relationship with anybody, and if... Um, You are not having any physical romance and not kissing or even not holding hands, and it's really dinner and conversation. There should be freedom in getting to know different people at the same time. Use that as you wish. Um, That's my perspective on it. Some of you love that idea. Some of you absolutely hate it. Uh, Use wisdom around first dates with multiple people at the same time. And number 14, um, ask this, do I want to evaluate marriage with this person? do I want to evaluate marriage with this person? Because, spoiler, as we talk about exclusive dating next week, first dates is all about getting to learn more about yourself and getting to know other, all different types of people. Exclusive dating is all about evaluating that person for marriage. It's a very big difference. So a- ask, do I want to evaluate marriage with this person? The answer may be no. And if it's no, then they say when, then don't ask them out again or don't agree to go out again if the answer is no. If the answer is unsure, I don't know. I need more information. I would like to go out again. Then you can go out again. Or the answer may be yes. I would love to evaluate marriage with this person. And you've gone out a few times and your safe Christian community is like loving and hearing about it and you get home and like you're like on the couch, right? Just like talking about what happened and about how the date went. Um, if you want to evaluate marriage with this person, you can say yes. And that enters into um, exclusive dating. So here's how we're closing tonight. Um, is even as we're processing through this, um, I can just see it on y'all's faces. Um, some of us just have so much exhaustion around the idea of dating, or some of us feel so much anxiety or uncomfortableness um, around the idea of dating. And it just the t- hearing me talk for the last 45 minutes has been like Ugh! has just created created a lot of feelings within you. So um, um, it's possible that um, not everyone is ready to start adding in dating right now, and that's okay. It's possible that even as you're hearing this, this is just a message. You're going to take it, and you're going to think about it for later. And right now, um, there's things that you as a single person with your safe Christian community need to work through or want to work through, and that's completely okay. And just because you are committed to singleness right now and not going on first dates doesn't, doesn't mean you need to be committed to singleness for the rest of your life. Others of you actively want, uh, desire marriage and are in a place where your Christian community is saying, hey, like, it's cool, like, you should be going on dates. Um, and that's where I'm hopeful that what resonated with you resonated, what wasn't helpful, you can let it go. Um, and all of us are in a place where we can just have really healthy Christian dating culture. Um, is that fair? Is that cool? Okay. Let me pray for us, and then uh, Thomas and Abby are going to come up. Uh, Father, we love you, God. We're so grateful for you. And even as the message is um, resonating with people right now, God, and they're thinking through their own dating life and what they want to do and what they don't want to do and the singleness in their life, God, I pray um, just for clarity and for peace more than anything. God, I just thank you for my table family, God, and as we're considering marriage and what that means and as we're considering first dates and what that means, God, I just pray for peace and I pray for clarity. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.